So we're going to do something a little different this morning. We're calling this morning Kickoff Sunday. Uh, if you were out on Thursday, you're going to hear a few of the things we talked about on Thursday again, just kind of abbreviated. But if you know me, I never say the same thing twice. I always find something new or some new angle. And so, at least for my part, it'll all be new. Um, but we're going to get all of us leaders, so Michelle, Mitch, myself, we're all going to share about all these new ministries that we have been so excited about getting going, but because of COVID, because of restrictions, because of everything that's been going on, we've just kind of been waiting, biding our time, waiting for the right moment, <laughs> the right moment to strike. And so we have decided that now is the moment, this is the time, and so we're going to launch all of these ministries that we're so excited about launching we're going to share our heart, our vision, our mission, and most of all, I hope you see our passion as we share. And so, uh, Michelle's going to start, and uh, well, I'll just let her go. Check, check. There we go. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Um, so, I'm going to share... Hi, Mitch. <laughs> You're such a butt. You always throw me off. <laughs> I'm going to share um, about some of the the ministries that I'm kind of heading. Um, and the first one is worship. Um, I love worship. I've been doing it for quite some time, and God has definitely put that gifting in my life. And so as we kind of, as we transition to, you know, just the couple of us on stage to adding more people who have the talent and the gift that God has given you guys, um, I would like to just Make sure that when people walk through these doors that they experience God in a new way, especially even through worship. And so that's kind of like my heart behind worship is that no matter what struggle or what, what you're facing, that even though it can be tough sometimes, I know that on Sunday mornings there are times where I feel like I'm tired and I'm like losing a little bit of my energy and stuff, and God just brings that strength even and it's cool to see God move through that. So I would love to build up some worship leaders that would be able to um, just kind of bring us along in this experience and express God in a new way and experience God in a new way as well. Um, the second thing is kids. I, to, to be honest, I love seeing kids running around in here. I know it can be distracting at times, but I love it because they, no matter what they are doing, they still pick up what is being said and what's being experienced in worship. Um, and so, but as we get into um, this fall, we would love um, to kind of have something for them so that they can experience God in their own life. And so it will kind of look like we're going to start off with some video or video sessions. Um, I'm blanking on what they're called. <laughs> Sorry. Um, making the Bible come alive, which is kind of what we're doing right now. Um, it, but we'll be kind of playing those videos. And then that way our leaders who are taking the reins kind of can kind of ease into it. And they're not just like, okay, you have to plan a whole set of crafts and stuff. So we're going to start off with the videos and then later on get into um, more of like a curriculum based for our kids. But they'll probably be in here for the start of the worship and then after, because there is a few of us that are on worship, 
that are also helping out with kids. So we'll kind of do that. And then also we have another video. It's um, called Bible Adventure. The Elevate, nope, not Elevate, Life Church um, kind of did like a little video. It's kind of like the Blue's Clues a little bit, but it's more of like a Bible base. So that's kind of what it's like. So we, as we are thinking of for the ages, um, we are going to leave it open to all kids because right now, our nursery is the kids' room. And so if you as parents want to bring your kids, I think it's awesome to have them all together. Um, later on, maybe we'll kind of organize something a little bit better. But for now, if you want your kid in the kids' room, feel free. Um, kind of, you know, from 1 to, I would say, 11. 11 around there. So that's kind of what it's going to look like for now. I would like to do... Um, get a meeting together. So I will probably be messaging people this week just to kind of get something together so that we get a schedule. Um, yeah. So I will hand that out. And Playland, we are going to start Playland because that is a huge, I'm realizing, especially over COVID, I have had so many emails being like, okay, is Playland open? Is this? And that is such a huge ministry that this church has is to open up our doors for moms and kids to come in. And so I'm going to just run them from Mondays and Tuesdays starting November. We'll take a break during Christmas. But if you would like to be a part of that and help out, um, yeah, that would be awesome. But it'll be Mondays and Tuesdays from 10 to 12. So just two hours and we'll do that here. We're not quite sure about Redverse. We're still in the process of that and figuring that all out. But for now, we're just going to start off with here in Carlisle. And then um, I did, God put on my heart all the moms in our community and how we can reach and just, just kind of all the issues and things that kids are facing nowadays with all sorts of struggles and anxieties and all that stuff. I would really like eventually down the road um, to do like a mommy and me group just to kind of talk about certain topics and just opening up to, okay, how do we help our kids through these seasons of life that they may face? Um, but I can't take on <laughs> too much right at the moment. So we're going to kind of put a pause on that, but just build the community during life or Playland, sorry. Um, so that's kind of what it's going to look like. <laughs> sorry, I'm very just chattering, but Next, women's. I'm excited. At first, when I knew that Matt and I were coming, I was terrified. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that means I'm in charge of women's. <laughs> and it's not that I didn't want to, but it was just like, okay, I want to make it so good that people will be able to just experience God in a new way and just come and be real with each other. Not a gossip session, not... Um, you know, just like kind of stuffing the Bible down people's throat, but making it relational and building that community of women, no matter what season you're in or whatever you're facing or going through, that we could just come um, and we could even open it up to our community so that it's a place that they would find um, just kind of some hope and just to be encouraged and empowered to be who they are in Christ, even as this transition that we have been through with COVID and everything, God's really been laying it on my heart of how you just need to be you. And 
all the giftings that God has given you, I would love to just kind of bring that out in all the ladies, especially in this church. So what it's kind of going to look like, I don't know if you have this slide up. Um, do you have the one that talks about all the events? Nope. Okay. So we'll, we're going to start off, I believe it's October 7th, we're going to start off with dessert night. So ladies, if you could bring um, kind of like a dessert that is your favorite, or if you want to make or buy or whatever, just bring some to share a little bit with people. Um, we're going to have the lovely Anna <laughs> come and help decorate and make it a little special. And if you want to dress up, feel free, dress up, make yourself feel great, come on out. And we're just going to have coffee time, and then I'll kind of explain what's kind of what the year is going to look like. Um, that is how we're going to start off. We're going to do um, just the local market, do a fundraiser. I believe we're going to try to do it for our Mexico missions trip. We're going to just do that fundraiser so that we can kind of bless our church and the team that's going to be going out, but also just open up our doors for the community to kind of let them come in and see what it is and just love on people through the market and then also Christmas time. So who doesn't like shopping? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what it's going to look like. Later on, we're going to have um, the heart behind changing the name to to her story is that a lot of people sometimes don't really know me still. And so I would like to share my own personal journey that I've been on and just some of the struggles I've faced and being raw about it. God is telling me that I need to just be open and share my story. And so that's why I called it Her Stories because I would love for us to come together and just be like, hey, this is kind of what God has done in my life and how he's helped me overcome this certain situation or this um, struggle that I was facing. And so I would love to do some videos for, it'd be like a two to five minute video of just, I have three questions of just kind of like, what was the struggle? Um, what was the turning point or the change that happened and how can others learn from it? And so that's kind of what my heart is, but I know that it'll take some time because being vulnerable is kind of a lot. <laughs> and so we'll just start building that community and then so slowly um, incorporating little videos here and there. And then, yeah, so that's kind of my heart behind women's ministry. And so, yeah, I've probably taken up way too much time. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess it was obvious I was up next, eh? Unless I'm just loitering behind the stage. I might just start doing that, actually. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about the youth ministry. Um, and before I move on to that, I just want to make a quick note that I actually recommended Wimistry for the women's ministry. And I feel there was a real opportunity missed there, okay? Um, anyways, I'm not bitter, but it's laid it at the cross, Michelle. Okay, we're good. It's at, it's at the cross. Jesus is dealing with it. Um, yeah, so I guess uh, it would be easiest for me to tell you a bit of a recap of what's gone, gone on, uh, kind of my August report. 
Uh, and then I want to focus more on the kind of why we're doing it because, uh, and, and I'm going to be straight with you guys, like I'm, I'm new to this community, I'm fresh out of Bible college, so I'm still figuring out kind of what's, what, what to do and what's going on and, and, and how to, you know, do this. And so, you know, praise God for Pastor Matt because he's just been such an awesome mentor for me um, and kind of steering me in the right direction. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I want to focus more on the kind of why we're doing this today. Um, more because this is kind of an incomplete idea, uh, and I'm really open to suggestions, and I really want to figure out what the actual needs are in this community, not just in Carlisle, but also Redverse and Arcola and anywhere else that might, uh, you know, serve, like if Carlisle serves any other students besides in Carlisle, then I, I want to know about that, and I want to be able to serve them, right? So if you have any suggestions for me, if you see a need where, where we might be able to fill it, then, then I would love to uh, have a conversation with you, and let's let's figure out how to do that. Because I think the church is supposed to be a church that serves its community, right? Right. Um, and so, I, okay, quick recap because I get I'm also long-winded like Michelle. Um, so we have spent the last month uh, restoring the youth center, um, just kind of like giving it some new paint, some touch-ups. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to everyone who uh, supported uh, that. Uh, came out to help paint. If you moved a brush even slightly two inches to the left, I really appreciate it. Okay. Like, it was, it was a huge job. I really couldn't have done it by myself, and um, yeah, I just, it's, it's awesome. Um, anyways, so our first drop-in night was last Friday. Uh, it went really well. We had students cycling through, and the, I, the idea with the drop-in center as it stands right now is that it's a kind of a place where, you know, it's not really programmed. It's not really, like, you know, come to youth and, ha and hang out for the entire five hours. Oh, my gosh, that would be horrible. I mean, some people did, and it was fine, but... You know, at 9 o'clock, I was like, okay, how are you not bored yet? Like, this is incredible. Um, anyway, so it's, it, I, what I've been telling people is it's no different than uh, going to uh, a cafe with your friends, except it's specifically for students, and the design is specifically to uh, build relationships. Because I think the, the gospel is actually better communicated through uh, personal relationship and through just honest, raw conversation and not just getting up and preaching, which is kind of a criticism of myself, even as I say this with a mic, uh, and going to preach the gospel at some point. But, you know, I think it's, it's better to, you know, when you have that deep personal relationship with a person. And so the whole design around, around this is that it's a, it's a relational-based uh, ministry. Anyway, so getting into the why. Um, I would actually like to read a passage from Philippians chapter 3, uh, if you all have your Bibles. Do you guys remember sword drills? <laughs> sword drills are awesome. It's really easy now. You know, because search it up and you're good to go. But Matt, can we do sword drill? Anyways, we'll talk a bit. We'll talk later. All right, so Philippians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. For many walk, of whom I often told you, and now I tell you even as I weep, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction on earthly things. Oh, sorry. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite and whose glory is their shame, who have their minds in earthly things. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our lowly condition into conformity with his glorious body by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. So from this passage, I have a real conviction uh, for the students of this community uh, Carlisle, again, Redverse, because I, I really want to serve Redverse as well. I'm, it's not just a Carlisle thing. We're based here in, in, in Carlisle, but it's not just here, right? Uh, like, I, I really want to expand out to any community that, that, you know, gets served by Carlisle Greater. 
Um, anyway, so there's, there's three values in this passage that I, I pulled out. The, the first thing, and I guess this is kind of why Pursuit Student Ministries as well, is it's not just a catchy name, but um, the first thing that we are an active pursuit of, and not just chasing, not just, um, you know, this is a value for us, but we are an active pursuit of these values. So the first one being that we're pursuing uh, community. Um, I think there was a huge loss after COVID. Like, you know, and like we're, we're kind of at the tail end of it. We're uh, coming out of lockdown, which we might go back. Anyways, that's besides the point. But there are a lot of places that also are not uh, out of it yet. You know, and, and uh, I come from Ontario. You guys know that. Um, and it's, it's pretty heavily locked down. And, and what I noticed in Ontario uh, as I watched, is that people just dissol- dissolved into themselves. And it's almost like we forgot how to interact with each other, right? Like, I, I can count on, the, on my one hand how many, like, meaningful conversations I had with, a ran- like, with a, just a random person I, that I, I met in, in the community. Like, meaningful conversations actually meant something that I remembered. And count them on my hand because they became so few and far between because we were like, nope, you're a germ factory. I don't want to deal with you. And so I really think there was a, a sense of community that, that was lost there. And so I really want to, you know, push back against that. And so uh, one thing just out of, out of verse 1, brothers and sisters, join in following my example. This is a communal thing. And so our, our, our leaders and volunteers, they're, they're not only uh, representatives of, of Christ, but they're also uh, kind of paving the way for our students in how to walk the Christian life or even just to help them through life. Because, like, students deal with a lot of crap these days, Right? Like, it's, it's nuts. It's nuts for them. And so, like, I, I really want to uh, create a community that's uplifting, that's upcur- encouraging for them, um, and just be there, because it's something, at least. Secondly, that we're pursuing the lost, that we're not um, content with just staying where we are, that um, this youth ministry, you know, kind of stays, and maybe the church broader, right? Because I think, uh, and you see this all over the Bible, I, I think you guys know that. Um, like, this is not something we keep to ourselves. This is something that we are uh, actively, um, you know, not pushing on people, but, like, it's, we're pretty obnoxiously Christian, right? Like, in, in our drop-in center, we've got a massive cross mural right on the wall. So it's pretty obvious that you were Christian right when you walk in the door, you know? Um, and I think that's just so, so important at, right at the forefront. Just make that clear, like, hey, um, and, and, like, you know, maybe we've, we've forgotten this idea, but, you know, hell's a thing right? And there are people going to it apart from Christ. And so what are we going to do? Well, we could pray and sing some songs. Sure, but how about we actually get out there and pursue people as well? Amen? Amen. You guys are great. Uh, And third and last value that we are pursuing Christ, that it's not just a, you know, one one thing I was was really worried about in maybe my own design and due to inexperience, but I was really worried about just creating a you know, youth program that students were going to be entertained by, because I'm, I'm not an entertainer. Like, that's, that's the reality. You know, like, I, I, I see huge problems in our, our world today, and I know that they're fixed by Christ. And, like, I think there's a, a, a broader spiritual battle at play. And I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm just one of those people that just, I want to punch the devil in the mouth, okay? And, like, I, yeah, it's funny, but I'm serious. Like, I'm really serious about that, right? Like, do we want to be a church that I, I'm reminded of uh, uh, the story, and I think it's, it's Matthew. It's in a couple of the Gospels anyway, um, you know, where the, the, these guys went up to this demon-possessed man, uh, and, and they said, well, in, I, I cast you out in the name of Jesus, Paul's God. And the demon turned to them and said, I know Jesus. I've heard of Paul. Who are you? Right? 
And then, I mean, I don't know how you guys classify winning a fight, but they continue to fight, and the demon guy, um, you know, basically knocks their clothes off. And when you enter a fight with your clothes on, and you exit one with them off, I don't care how you define a success, you got beat, right? And so, like, that's something I'm, I'm really concerned about, right? I do not want the demons to look at us and go, like, I've heard of Jesus, or I know Jesus, I've heard of Paul. Who the heck is One Church? Who the heck is Mitch? Who the heck is Pursuit Student Ministries? And then did continue to kick the crap out of us. And so I think we really engage in that spiritual battle when we're, um, you know, when all these three values are, are in line together, that we're pursuing community, that we're uh, together as one body against uh, the forces of darkness, that we're pursuing the loss, that we're continuing to add to our numbers daily, and that we're pursuing Christ, that it's not just a generic community of people who like each other, but it's strengthened by the gospel, and it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we're getting students out of hell, so that's a cool thing, too. It's not just a footnote. It's a, it's a huge thing, so... Anyway, so I guess that's a, a long way of saying I want to punch the devil in the mouth with this youth ministry, and I really need help. So if you, look, if you've heard anything I said, and you know what, that gets me fired up, then please come talk to me. Please. Was that on time? Was that? Good. Oh, dang. Oh, Michelle, come on. Yeah, I had to cut you off. Michelle took out all your time. So she's excited. That's good. I didn't want to... Being subtle on the side here is way easier than trying to do it from behind. Anyways, um, thank you, Mitch. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, a couple other quick ministries that we want to highlight this morning for you all so you know what is going on. We want to get our prayer teams back up. One of the hardest things that happened because of COVID is we had to stop our prayer teams because it's really hard to have this close, intimate prayer requests shared when you have to be six feet apart and talk through a mask. I need prayer. No, that's not going to work. We need to, we need to just, just put a pause on this, and we'll wait until we can get into that close bubble, and we can be quiet, and we can be silent, we can pray together, we can lay hands on one another, because it's a big value for us as a church. And so we want to get the prayer teams back up. We want to have our altar team going Sunday morning, so that you know that you always have the ability to come to somebody who is strong in their prayer life and bring your request before God. But that's not just what the prayer team is going to be. Because in some ways, we're all part of the prayer team. In some ways, we all he need to hear the prayer requests. We all need to come alongside those who need prayer. And we all need to join together and lift our requests before the Lord. But as well... Our prayer team needs to be a group of people who are going to facilitate a culture of prayer. One of the things that's been lost in our church, like Mitch was talking about community, we've lost the, the art of prayer. And we say we're a community of faith, but when was the last time we actually all got together, got on our knees before God, and talked to God about the stuff that's going on in our community? It's been a while, and so we need to facilitate this culture, and I need help. There needs to be that team that's going to come alongside. They're going to take our monthly prayer meetings and just do something different to create a culture and an atmosphere of prayer that everyone who comes in, no matter where you are in your walk, you're going to come in and be like, this is, this is different. And I need more of this. And we're going to walk away and not be like, okay, I prayed my once for the month. I'm good to go. But we're going to walk out of it wanting more. 
And so we're going to build this prayer team. We're going to develop. We're going to train. All of these groups, all these opportunities are not just going to be like, hey, you signed up. Good luck. But it's going to be coming alongside and training and equipping. One of the, that's a big word for us at One Church in our mission is to equip people. Ephesians 4.12, equip people for the work of the ministry. Because it's not just up to myself and Mitch and Michelle as the paid staff to do all the ministry. Actually, the word says it is our job to equip you to do the work, to equip you to do the ministry, to give you the tools to succeed and grow and make an impact on Carlisle and Redverse and all the surrounding communities that we have the privilege and honor of being a part of. And so we need this prayer team. We need our intercessors that are going to stand in the gap and pray until mountains move. And so we're going to start putting those teams together, and we're going to start getting that going, and we're excited about that. Small groups, yeah, I'm so excited. I love our small group ministry. And the only thing that I would say that I would do different is I want it to see it grow. We have three groups right now. I want to see it six by the end of the year. And I know we can do it because, as we've been saying, community is so important. Small group is where you come Sunday and we talk and we share what God has put, I share what God has put on my heart and our speakers share what God has put on their heart. But small group is where we come together and we really put it, put the rubber to the road. We ask the hard questions about what was talked about and we talk about how we're going to apply it. What is the difference that this message is going to make in our life? It's going to be that small, intimate group that allows for us to be real. I'm really going through a hard time right now. I really don't know what I think about this. And I need to have the space and the freedom to say, we need the space and the freedom to say that. We need to have that space to be honest. And we need to have people around us that it's going to be okay when we struggle. It's going to be okay when we drop the ball. Because they're going to be there, and they're going to hug us, and they're going to make it all feel better, and... When co- you know, if anything happens, we just won't tell people we're hugging each other. But anyways, we need to come together. And we need to have a coffee. We need to have that group that we know week after week, I'm having a tough time or I'm having a good time. I can't wait to tell the small group what God is doing in my life so we can all celebrate. We can all learn from it. And we can all be better together because at the end of the day, we are. We are better together. So small groups is up and running. If you've been a part of a small group, you know how good it's been. If you haven't been, I'm telling you, you have been missing out. And I am excited because there's been interest. It's like, let's get this going. Let's get involved. But this doesn't work or I don't know about this group. Then we'll start a new one for you. We'll start a new one that meets your demographic. We'll, meet a, we'll start a new one that's on your day. We'll start something because that's how much we believe in small group. So small group's going to get going here. Uh, I am meeting with the leaders this Tuesday to come up with a game plan of what it's going to look like for the rest of the year. So that's exciting. Um, and then after Tuesday, a week from Tuesday is going to be our first one. And you're going to see along with the start of small group, we're going to start asking questions during the message again to engage our online community, but to also set the foundation for what you're going to talk about when you get there Tuesday night. So that is all really exciting. Men's ministry. I come on, I need like a good grunt from somebody like Ooh. thank you. Mitch is just willing to just jump in. He's, he's awesome. Um, so we're gonna have men's ministry the last Thursday of the month but we're not calling it men's ministry but I'm not telling you what I'm calling it. You got to show up. 
So last Thursday of September, we we're going to have it right here at the Carlisle campus, but I'm going to share my heart. My heart for men's ministry is we're going to come together, and we're just going to be a bunch of guys hanging out, talking about life, eating food. When I go through faith life to make a men's slide, do you know what comes up time and time and time? Men's breakfast, men's supper, men's football game, men, like, but food, Every single time, men appetizers, men, men breakfast apparently is a big thing. I don't know why, but it is. It's a big thing. So food is going to be a big part of our men's ministry. Coming together is going to be a big part of our men's ministry. And we're going to, we, not only are we better together, but when our men are strong and thriving in their faith and their abilities that God has given our families benefit and our community benefits and our church benefits because when we are strong, everyone around us gets stronger. And so our men are going to come and again, we're going to be have this space to be open and honest and we're going to share what's going on in life and we're going to have round tables to talk about being a husband and being a dad and being a, an employer and an employee and how to do that right in a God-honoring way. But we're not just going to stop there. We might have, we may only meet once a month, but my hope for men's ministry is it becomes something that is a weekly thing. We're checking in with an accountability partner or we're checking in with somebody to say, hey, you said you're struggling with this. How's it going? Because we need that community beyond once a month. We need that community beyond and for some, it might even be beyond once a week. But not only that, men's ministry is about the big trips. So men's ministry is going to incorporate the fourth musketeer hike. Men's ministry is going to be a fishing trip at some point during the summer. And how you guys get involved with all of this, I can say, let's go on a fishing trip. And that's as far as I'm going to get it. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know what to do if we don't catch fish. Like, I don't know. But I, you, there's people in this room that do have all the answers. So that's where I need you. I need you guys to come and fill in those blanks for me so that we're not just doing something half-heartedly. We're not just doing something for the sake of doing it, but we're doing it with a reason. We're doing it on purpose, and we're doing it to the best of our ability so that not only do we want to come back for more, but it's easy to go out to our coworkers and our neighbors and say, yo, I got men's night tonight, and you're going to want to be there because we're blowing something up, or whatever, you know, like we're, <laughs> whatever it is, I want to be able to finish that with something that your neighbor's like, yeah, I'm in, mm-hmm, cool, so that is my heart for men's ministry, the men's ministry is not going to be called that, it's going to get a new name, and you got to show up to find out what it is, <clears throat> no, not ministry, We've been talking about community, we've been talking about all, we're talking about getting people connected, and the reality is that our online church isn't going anywhere. We've talked about how we have our Carlisle campus, we have our Redverse campus, we have our youth campus, and we always talk about online as a campus, but we've never actually developed it to a point where we could actually say that it is a church. And this year we want to change that. This year, if the online is your safe zone, if it is the way that you've chosen to tune in, that's fine, but we're going to develop it so that it feels like church. Even though you're not here, and even though you're not um, participating in person, you're still going to get connected, you're still going to get prayed for, you're still going to be a part of a bigger community, because 
in some ways, I don't want the online to be strong because I, I don't want you to be in Carlisle watching online. I want you to be in Carlisle here. I want you to be in manor, live in Manor, but I want you here. If you're in Redverse, I don't want you watching online. I want you at the Redverse campus. But I have people like my parents who are three hours away, and they will drive to service because they've done it. I know they will, but it's not fair to ask them to do that. It's not fair to rob um, the McNairs who are beyond Saskatoon but still tune in every Sunday to our service. It's not fair for them to say, you're too far away, you don't get a community. It's not fair. And so we're going to build this community that no matter where you are, you have your community, you have your friends, you have your people, you have your group that you can call on when you need help, when you need something, when you need prayer, when you need to just talk about something you're struggling with or something you want to celebrate. Even the online, you should have your community too. So we're going to develop that more. And that means lots of opportunities for our online people to serve and get involved and do things a little extra that maybe you're not doing right now. Because just because you're online doesn't mean you can't use your talents and your giftings uh, to advance the gospel even through our online space. So Church Online is going to take a little bit of a shot in the arm and overhaul. And I'm really excited about it. The last one I want to talk about is the creative team. And the way I unpack the creative team on Thursday is we need a team of people that are going to come together and help us put on the events that don't really fall under a category. So I talk about a fishing trip for the men. That's not the creative team's problem. That's the men's ministry problem. We will figure that out. Michelle talked about doing a gala for the ladies. That's not a creative team problem. That is the ladies' ministry. You're going to put that together and plan it all out but we're going to do the trunk and treat. It's not really kids, because yeah, it serves the kids, but it kind of serves the parents too, and it kind of serves the community. It's kind of outreach. It's not, it doesn't really fit. So we need people that are come alongside us and say, hey, this is what the best way we're going to pull off the trunk and treat, or the, the market, or the fill in the blank. There are so many opportunities. The one I highlighted on Thursday was Dickens. Dickens doesn't fall under a category, but Dickens is something that our community gets really fired up about. And if our community's fired up about it, we should be fired up about it. We should be excited to get out and serve and find all those visitors, the buses that would come for Dickens when it was at the height, the visitors, the people that are just here taking in this little festival. We should be excited about that. We should see the opportunity that it is. And so we need that team that's going to be like, you know what, we're going to knock Dickens out of the park. We're going to do something amazing at Dickens in, on behalf of Christ so we can change people's lives forever, for all of eternity, through, through this. So we need that team. We need that, because Michelle and I are really good at being big idea. Like I said, fishing trip. I don't know. Everyone else fill in the blank. Help me put this all together. It's really easy to say, hey, let's do Dickens, but I don't know what that looks like. I need people to come and say, well, let's do this, and let's be, let's be creative. Let's, be, let's look at things from a different perspective, and let's really do this well. So that's going to be our creative team, and they're going to be busy at times. They're going to be quiet at times, but it doesn't make them any less important. And that is just a small portion of everything we want to be doing. We want to have a hospitality team. 
Because there, the reality is, is that there are people in our community who go through tough times, and we as a church should come along those who are struggling and be like, hey, I heard something. I heard, I heard you lost your job. I heard you lost a loved one. Can we do meals for a week for you? Can we help you out in this time? Can we just come alongside you in your struggle and your hurt and just... It shouldn't be the town's job. The church should be the first one kicking down doors, getting that, meeting that need. So we need a hospitality team. We need our greeters team. We've got great greeters, but we want more. We want that amazing smiling face right there. First thing you see when they come in, and you get to be the first impression of one church for somebody. It's such an important role. The coffee. Coffee ministry is so important. I know, it's like, ooh, coffee. I, ooh, so I'll be in charge of that one. No, it's not drinking the coffee. It's making sure it's up, it's fresh. It's making sure there's snacks. It's making sure that when people come in and they smell that nice, fresh aroma of coffee, it's like, oh yeah, I'm at home. And there's so many other things that we got to, we want to do a video production team. Anyone who's got a heart for getting behind a camera and shooting videos and taking pictures, we want to build that so that we can be like, hey guys, I need pictures of this. I need video of this. Go. Because there's people that are gifted in that. There are people who are really talented and it's not hard for us as a church to be like, hey, let us help you develop that gift. Let us help you grow in that and get that exposure and play with toys that you don't normally get to play with and do things you don't normally get to do because we want to see you grow. And yes, we as a church benefit, but it's actually more about you and less about us. And in all of this, in all of these ministries and all these groups that we want to get going, the biggest thing that we want, I want you to hear is that we're all about community because you cannot live out your Christian faith on your own. So one of the hardest things about the online is because we end up isolating ourselves. We end up not getting involved and the, all throughout Scripture, it never at any point says that we are to draw away from the body. In fact, it says that you should only draw away from other believers for a short time. The rest of it should be done in community where we have everything in common and we have everything and we do everything together where we hurt together and we share together and we eat together and we pray together and we study together and everything is always together. You're apart for a time, but the rest of the time, we're together. So we're all about community and all these different communities and figuring out how they're all going to work together to enhance the body. And along with community, as I said earlier, we're all about equipping. Every single one of these areas, we are going to help you figure out your giftings, your passions, your calling, and come alongside you and say, okay, how can we enhance that so that your life is the best possible life it can be? Because we believe that God is not selling you short on anything, that God wants you to live this exceptional, set-apart life that the world sees and is like, I want more of that. Whatever, I don't know what they got, but I want it. That's what we want for you. And yeah, being set apart sounds scary and intimidating. We're like, mm, I don't know if I want that. But God wants it for you because if you're set apart and you're exceptional and you're doing things at a level above everybody else, you're going to make a huge impact for his kingdom and his glory. And even in the midst of it sounding intimidating, it's going to be a lot of fun. So that is all. I know there are some things that I didn't get to talk about. I know there's some things that maybe you want to do that I didn't touch on. I'm not saying we're not going to do it. I just haven't thought of it. So come to me and say, hey, I want to try this. Okay, let's try it.
We want to enable you. We want to equip you. And we want to do it all in this community of faith so that we can be better together. I'm going to pray um, before our live stream cuts off. Um, and then the team's going to come up, sing one more song. Um, and then everybody wants to stick around and help get set up for the barbecue this afternoon. That would be fantastic. But Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for the opportunity to come together and to launch these ministries with the intention of not only enabling us and equipping us to be better, but also to reach out in our community and hit every single person so that everyone in our communities has the opportunity to hear the gospel, to meet you, Jesus, to have a relationship with you and experience the life change that is only found in you. So God,